You're listening to a message from Gateway Church Geelong. We hope it blesses you. For more information about Gateway, visit gc.org.au. Thank you. 
would raise around twenty thousand dollars. And we ended up raising over twenty one thousand dollars. And for a lot of the benefits from that we have a lot of time to do it. And in the we begin the the worship this morning and we felt encouraged by the worship is because you have stewarded Whereas before we've been worshipped, we're like, oh, this is a task that I can't do. And then in 2019, we were believing um, for some specific things. We needed some data to replace some big data equipment. So we were um, so it was more like a sauna than a gutter. <laughs> you know, like how you're in the kitchen, like praying the pastor's like, it's more like that. But, and we're believing for some extra finances for things to sit out in the outside of our building and kind of empty-free on the outside of the building. And believing that finances will come in to just pour more money out the line and send more loans down. While, while we're believing for, for a loan to be brought down, because we don't care, not just now, but what God does in the future. And if you've got a loan just sitting in the bank and it's it stopped you from being able to move forward, you don't want that to move forward. You want to be able to believe for new things. We'll talk about some of those things a little bit later. We, all, we were also believing for uh, equipment so that we could do outreach services and we wanted to help support church plant with that because it's challenging. And you know, in 2019, you actually contributed over $31,000 towards raising funds in our support. We haven't been putting into it. It's worth celebrating these moments. And so now in 2022, what, what are we believing with our faithful for now, for the future, and to experience things what God is doing in the future? Now we're believing that we're going out of our way to care for our building society because the big thing. Our building is not brand new. It's not like you walk inside and like, oh, that's great. Our building has been here for a little bit. For those of you who have been with us for a short while, this building has been paying debt for some of you are like, oh, it's just coming out again. It's just it's coming out. Who used to come out? Yeah, I'm not going to that. But we have an understanding that God has provided for us in the past, and that motivates us to pray for it now. We don't just look to the past and go, that was oh, amazing. I'm so nostalgic about the past. No, what we're here right now is because of the past that we need to pray for it well now. We're stewarding the miracle. That's what it means to steward the miracle. We believe that we're to care for and maintain for all that God has provided. So what are we believing for now? We're believing for the box cutters now. And this property building will be taken care of. It's going to take care of one another. And we're going to say, I'm here to stay in that place. Um, we're believing that it's just to care for resources in the church. Where some people are going to have that idea. We're believing for our bathroom and our bathroom believing for our bathroom and our bathroom. Who wants to leave me? <laughs> We're believing for some heaters and air pumps to help us while we can be quiet. Um, and what are we believing for the future? You know, that, that's the now things that we're believing for. What are we believing for for the future? We're believing to be able to create new spaces within our church. And I'll, as, as time rolls on, I'm going to speak to that more and more. But I'm, I'm believing for more spaces. We, we need more spaces for our kids. We need more spaces for, for things to happen. And in 
believing for the future, we're preparing for those pieces of our life that give us meaning. We believe that, as a local church, we are called, mandated and called to share the good news of Jesus Christ. So we believe for expansion of buildings, but why? Because we want to see them with people who find the good news of Jesus, who find salvation. I don't know about you, but I always put my hands together for that. If you're in a church, that believes the Lord. Put, put your hands together this morning. We're mandated. We're mandated to see people saved, restored by the love of Jesus on the earth. And so by reducing our land, we're believing that we're ready for the future to go on as God wants to take us on. Expansion. What are we believing for expansion in this season of America? Well, I, I just said before that we, we believe that we're mandated. We believe in expansion. We believe that Jesus said to us, can you go into the world and share the good news of Jesus? And what does this look like for us as a church? Well, it looks like us committing to strategic advancement for our church throughout the remainder of 2022 and into 2023. Uh, there are some, there's some dreams that are bubbling in our hearts and that God's been able to talk to them. We're, we're believers for your strategic services and partnerships that you are going to be able to invite friends and family to have a better church with you. And for some of you are like, oh, man, this is like that. No, it's not that. It's a service that we're going to provide that your friends and family who churches are foreign churches have never been before, and we want to actually see them make the service to them that they can come in and give it away, and that they can come in and be like, this is what church is about? Okay. Open to this concept of what church is about. As much as the church is for us, the church is for others. Amen? Remember, we were once one of the others, and then God invited us in and breathed us back to life. We're leading to youth outreach and evangelism and outreach services to flourish beyond what we're doing now. You may have noticed that um, we didn't place any figures. In our book that we're having in the class. I am, um, on purpose, <laughs> I, um, I shared with our board and our elders uh, what I was believing for, and they, they confirmed that as well, so they're, they're praying for that as well. But I, I just want them to, rather than be dictated to by figures, I just want them to be able to go and say, God, what, what did you put in my hand to be able to contribute to this? I don't want you to feel that we have to like reach this far. We don't have a whole load of church that has a thermometer that has whatever this one is, what gallons or what gallons. That's not where we're going. I just want you to take that and look to your heart and say, what would you put in my hand that I can become a steward in your hand? And I know this to be sure that every year that we've given collectively a year that we've spent to get one point out. And I know that, that times are challenging right now. Finances finally got a bit turned down. But if there's one thing that I am called on, and please don't put me up as being one thing, but there's this thing I'm called on, is that God knows what He needs to provide for His church body. And seriously, God knows what He needs to provide for us to be able to contribute. He knows what's required. We just need to ask and believe that he will provide. And as we've done every year, um, yeah, we're just going to just 
we have to make sure that we are doing that. So let's, let's talk about schools here in America. Let's turn to the Word of God for a minute here. Now, in the lead up to our miracle offering, we've been reminded of the miracles and provisions that God has given to His church. It's imperative to be reminded that these miracles are happening as a part of the Christian collection of the Bible. Really important. There's a very real reason why we're sitting in this space today. It's because of the miracles that happen in our church. There's some very re- real reasons why the local church, we get to sit in the building that houses us, allows us to disciple, that allows us, allows us to use the restroom, that allows us to worship God within service, that allows us to share the good news of Jesus. Because the people that are before us, that's what I'm going to Likewise, I want to encourage you, we're not called to live in the past. To look back on the glory days with fond memories and be so committed to looking at the past that we miss out on what God wants to do now through us. There's, there's groups of people that went before us dating back as far as 1984. There's people who are sitting in this space who were around then. There's people sitting here right now who, who were around when we were able to buy this building. And we were part of stealing the miracles. And we, we celebrate every single person that's before us right now. But right now it's up to us to live the miracles now. Let us be looked back on as a group of people that God wants us to steal the miracles now. And that now is our right now. We're going to steal the past miracles as testimony to what God has done. He's faithful in us. We're going to steal those testimonies and believe that they are an encouragement to you once again for us now. He's done it before, and he can do something more than now. That is a good God. We're, we're still faithfully stealing the miracles of the past, whilst we're being called to live the new miracles of God. There's some, some of the miracles that I'm talking about are listed on our, our miracle offering page on the website. They're, they're listed as defining moments in the life of our church. I, I just want to remind us of a couple of them here this morning because I think it's really important. Even as I was uh, preparing this morning, I thought, what did Jesus ask? And the miracles began when a group of people from Naples came and asked for some help in front of this church in 1984. From that moment on, pastors, church members to this day, from then till now, have remained faithful to believe that God has called them to share a message to our region that changes the trajectory of the earth. Isn't, isn't it good? From that day to this, a group of people faithful to the commission of the call. Now, since the beginning, we have, we have seen people, promises, miracles, miracles of land being provided, miracles of buildings being made available, pastors taking up the call and generations of people just like you daring to believe. Daring to believe that God wants to use them to change the trajectory of the world. Isn't it good to be praying this morning for people who have dared to believe that God wants to use them to change the world of God? Now for those of you who, who don't know and you're tuned in just for a short while, God, God has blessed us in this this church sits on 15 acres of land. Our building sits on 15 acres of land. That is not remarkable. Now, and before that, 
many of the people who came before us, they were able to put the blessing of the Lamb on the and not the salvation. God actually did for us what He said. Not only was He taking care of now, but God is setting up pathways for the future leaders. Dreams that we don't even have yet in the That is so good. So one of the things that I've learned over the time that I've been following Jesus is that God provides for the miracles. I've seen it in the life of this church. So God provides for the miracles, and God always completes what He starts. It's in His nature. It's, it's who He is. It's what He does. From the beginning of time, God has moved in miracles, speaking life and life into a lifeless and dark world, creating humanity, creating worlds that we call home. He started with miracles, and He continued with provision and miracles for every generation to now, and He will continue. Let, let that encourage you. He's always taking care of what He needs to take care of. Philippians 4, verse 19 says this, My God will use His glorious riches to give you everything you need. He will do this through our kids. And then if I finish this morning, if you are, He's going to give you everything you need to take care of what He needs to take care of. The riches, the miracles that we have for you, for us, for our community, and then He's going to take care of it. In Philippians 4, verse 19, it encourages us that God uses His glorious riches to the world. Not our striving, not our hustle. Instead, He lets us know that if we're found in Jesus, He will provide. If we're found in Jesus, let's let this build you up this morning. If you are found in Jesus, He will provide. If it looks like there's no way in front of you, if you're found in Jesus, He will provide. Does it mean that we sit back and we wait for provision? No, we're called to get up and get on the job. You can't just sit there and say, I'm just going to sit here and get this job. You need to get up every morning. I mean, if you're well enough to do so, you need to go to work. You need to put your hands to prayer and then believe that God will go over and above what you could ever believe or wish or dream for. He will provide. We need to do our very best in our workplace. We need to do our very best. We need to do our very best in our families. We need to do our very best in our church. We tend to be faithful and proactive in our ministry. Yet all the while realizing that every good thing comes from the Lord, comes from God. 1 Chronicles 29, 13 and 14 says this to us. Now, our God, who gives you thanks and praise your glorious name, but who am I and who are my people that you should be able to give as generously as this? Everything comes from you, and we have given you only what comes from your hand. And you've got to understand that everything that we're able to give, everything we're able to share, everything that we can be generous with in life comes from God. It changes the way we think about it. Because we haven't been as raised at our blessings, we haven't practiced, we haven't like been as striving and hiding, but God used his greatest aspect in his work, and I believe that my place of work, my place of business, whatever you do for your living room and the, the pathway that God has created so that you can pass onto everything that you need, everything you need to function and get you created. And then, aren't you so thankful that sometimes, even outside of that, he finds a way but other ways 
Anyone had those miracles happen? I've had those miracles, yeah. I've had those miracles. Isn't it good when God shows us? I've, I've, I've got this. According to my witness, I've, I've got this. Now, I, I remember in, uh, in 2018 when we decided as a church that we needed new speakers in the time. The, the cost to act that time was really significant. You know, And from a family perspective, uh, it wasn't going to even be possible for us to give God super thanks for what was happening in our family and whatever else was being run in the summit for. And we were hopeful as a family, but then we started to act it out. And by God's grace, we had finances coming from outside of our normal revenue streams. To be honest, that was probably the and it was significantly more than we would have been able to do in human efforts. However, we had money from outside. We just believed that we had to handle it in the city of God to take care of it. And I know that there were many people in our church that also acted out of that faith to do more God. That faith goal is that God, whatever you put in my God is a giver of all that we have. God is a provider of all that we have. Everything that we have, everything that we take, sweat, what have you, everything we have comes from God. And when we give it back to Him, it's what He's already given us. He's not taking anything off us that He's got. He provided it all for us. That's Him. And it takes a special humility, a special courage to acknowledge that Every good thing in your life comes from God. That's a special courage to come to that place and say, every good thing in my life comes from God. It's not about how hard I work or how good I've been or how well I perform my skills or who the results that I get my KPIs. No, every good thing comes from God. Yes, it takes a lot of work. Awesome, because you're called to be that person of God. Yes, you're like kicking goals and doing crazy work. Awesome. Because you're called to be that example and that Well done. You're, you're exemplifying Christ and what it means to, to work for your boss or ultimately know that they're just part of the way that God gets the finances that he needs to get from you. I believe, I truly believe that we're all being paid and called to carry and steward miracles. Can I say that one more time? I believe that we have all been called to carry and steward miracles. If you're part of this church, you don't even know it right now, but if you're part of this church, you are stewarding and carrying miracles already. Like, how, how, do I, how do I get in on that? Well, as soon as you said, don't wave my hand, church, you started carrying the miracle of this building. You started carrying the miracle of this land. You started carrying the miracle of those that have already gone before you. 
But I encourage you now to come to church anyway. Let's have clarity first thing in our hearts. Amen? That's what God's called us to do. In, in Matthew 25, 14 through 21, I, I love this passage of Scripture. I believe that it embodies everything that God wants to speak to us about in one another. Says this in verse 40. Again, the kingdom of heaven can be illustrated with a story of a man going on a long trip. He pulled together his servants and entrusted them with money to them while he was traveling. He gave five bags of silver to one, two bags of silver to another, and one bag of silver to the last, divided with the person of their ability. He then left on the next trip. The servant who received five bags of silver began to invest the money and earned five more. Wow, what an amazing worker. The servant with two bags of silver went to work and earned two more. Wow, what an amazing worker. But the servant who received one bag of silver dug a hole. What's that? Why did he dug a hole? He dug a hole. He dug a hole in the ground and hid the master's money. After a long time, the master returned from his trip and called him to give an account of how they had used his money. The servant to whom he had entrusted five bags of silver came to his five more and said, Master, you gave me five bags of silver in the day? Yes, but not five more. The master was full of praise and said, Well done, my good and faithful servant. You have been faithful in handling this small amount, and I will give you many more responsibilities that however that you want to make. Goes on to the second person. Well done, good. Let's celebrate. You've done such a good job. You know the one thing I, 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 I take away from this this moment is in verse 15. It says that he divided it with the portion of their ability. And I want to encourage you that God puts something in all of our hands. Means ability. When I read, I read this, when I read the master, what I'm actually, in my head, I'm reading God. God gave them whatever they can find out of God gave them, in this case, it was the finance. How do I earn that? How do I steal it from them? I'm, I'm going to do well by it. I'm going I'm to see people coming to miracles through it. But it says here, that he divided with a portion of their ability. Let's just see it. All three of them had capability and ability. All three of them. The, the third guy, he wasn't hopeless. Sometimes we might read it and say, that's a good guy. I would do the same guy. I've got to be clear. At, at some point in time, we are all the third guy. We're the third guy with capability and ability. We don't have to be the third guy who digs a hole. But we can be the third guy who got given from the master what he could do at that time. He had ability and capability to do with that at that time. We're all the third guy at some point. If you're the third guy right now, praise God that God has seen you as worthy of being the third guy. But what are you going to do with the capabilities that you've been given? Are you going to run in fear from it? Or are you going to look at it and say, 
hungry for your community. You're ravishing. The third guy and the second guy. The third guy needs the first guy and the second guy. He could see what they were doing. He had an example to follow. You see, the third guy this morning looked at the people around him who were the first guy and the second guy now. Looked at them and said, they've done it. I'm going to copy what they're doing. I'm, I'm going to copy. And just see me. I'm going I'm to learn what to do. And I'm praying that eventually as I get better at this, that God's going to give me new ways to be able to do this as well. There's an element of faith and trust that we step into when we truly believe God. When we truly believe that it's for us, for our kingdom, and we can achieve anything. Just like the first two workers with the five and two days, they decided to be told to go and invest their ability in the field, using what the master had given them. It's true in people what God wants to do for us. God wants to give us our strength in every area of our life. Doing something well is believing that you're going to see this thing grow. And if you just like had a plant in the shop, doing it on the shop, that you buy a plant from the shop, you can't do that. Feel like God is giving us all this creation in the You know what I'm saying? You can't do it. You can't do it. You've got to open the shop. Anyone can protect it, they can hide it, so nothing bad can happen. But it takes a faith filled person. It takes a faith filled person to trust God and trust that His plans and His hand will be on them as they take a risk and step out in faith. The quality of our seed is found in who the seed provided us. Three, 
you know what, just one, one silly thing on their heart and they're like, it's because of some racist thing that happened. Don't belittle the things that you have to say. Do not look at them for a convincing look.
He loves the Bible. <laughs> what I love about the Bible is it's full of promises. Like full of promises. In Proverbs 3, verse uh, 4 to 6, in the Living Bible, it says this. If you want favor with both God and man, and you have the patience of good judgment and common sense, then trust the Lord to help you. Don't you love that? It doesn't say, work hard, try hard. It doesn't say, never take a day off. It doesn't say you have to do a whole lot of things to have faith and good reputation with God and man. It says, can you trust the Lord completely? And then it says in the same never trust yourself. I'm not trying to boast though. Maybe we're like the same person. But in God's best hands, we're ready to have a trust in We can trust in the Lord. Verse 6. In everything you do, put God first, and He will direct you and crown your efforts with success. I don't know about you, but I love that the Bible is full of promises. What promise you can from the Lord of Jesus Christ? When we activate our faith and trust, He will direct, He will guide us, He will crown our efforts with success, both for now, for the future, and for the expansion of His glorious kingdom. And so we believe in Jesus here. Join, let's join together in sharing the good news of Jesus. Can you do that in the workplace? Can you do that in your family? Can you do that wherever it's called you to be a teacher of faith? People are joining and sharing the good news of Jesus, that people's lives are restored, that families are redeemed. I don't know about you, but there's nothing more exciting than hearing it say that people are dreaming to get redeemed. There is nothing more exciting. That buildings are built, that expansion takes place, that every good thing that comes from His hand is released to us. Can, can you believe and activate those things? So all you need to do is activate what is given in your hand. That's it. What, why are we doing this? This is the promise we're going to do. Why are we doing this? It's been surely it's bigger than us. It's bigger than a building. It's bigger than us. It's, it's way bigger than us. It's truly about us having a home base to activate you, the church, both now and in the future, to the great commandment of being commissioned. It's about right now for generations to come. That people can come to this place and like the Lord their God with all of their heart, learn to love others as they love themselves. It's about going and making disciples and baptizing people, baptizing, teaching the ways of Jesus. So we have a clear, a clear biblical mandate. Love God, love others, and share the good news of Jesus. It's a clear biblical mandate. I remind us of this again. He came to save the world. Why Jesus came? He came to save the world. We're here to let people know one thing. If you call on the name of the Lord, you'll be saved. You'll be known by God. So it says in Romans 10, verse 13. If you're, if you're here today and you've, you've heard me talk about how much God loves people, you've heard me talk about how much God's called to to love our city and love the people in it. I want to encourage you, if you don't know Jesus, you don't have a relationship with God personally, I need to let you know this morning, God loves you. 
love so much in passing through Jesus because I owe it to the power of God to see me and to know that I can be open-minded. Yes, you carry and steal those miracles. 
us that we should day in and day that makes those great things possible. But we also acknowledge that there's something that you want to do to us right now. There's something you want to do in this season of time right now, Father God. There's something that you want us to steward and carry for people in the future as well as now, Father God. And I, I pray, whatever it is, Lord Jesus, that you want to bring out in us, Lord, I pray for each and every single one of us. Let us have the power to ask for anything for what it is that you want to do. Let us have the power to trust, to stand up and believe that we are fully and capable of carrying out your business. Holy Spirit, Lord, I pray that this would just be a moment where people's heart would just come alive with, with faith for what you want to do as well, Lord Jesus. Lord, God, snap our minds out of what's happening in the everyday and let us see with eyes of faith what you want to do to us, Lord Jesus. In your powerful name we pray. Amen. Amen. Well, this morning, if, if ever you want to do some stuff, you can do them now because it's well, it's crazy. You know, in 2019, we were like kind of like kind of like what's the word about it? Right? Kind of like really weird. We can't do that now. Well, we could, but I don't know if I would have that. So, up in Australia, you should be able to see some stuff. So, there's a couple of ways that, as today, and for the next four weeks, a couple of ways that you can actually give into the micro And so, you've got normal church accounts. There's a payout email that goes to all of those. You also, um, you may have grabbed an envelope in one of the churches there. Um, you can get that into the giving container as well. Uh, I, I just want to encourage you. And if, if maybe you came into this season and you're like, you know, it's just too hard. I'm, I'm still here. I, I just want to encourage you. After this morning, just take part in this great adventure that God has called all of us. We pray that that message was a blessing to you. If you made a decision to follow Jesus, first of all, congratulations. We think that that is incredible. And secondly, if you go to gc.org.au forward slash first steps, our team has put together some resources as well as there's some information there for how you can get in contact with one of our pastors because we'd love to encourage you and connect you into the life of the church.